0: But keeping the boys out of trouble isn't always easy because when David and Elliot are together, they have more fun than should be legal.
1: Elliot, it's a little different this week here. You're in a different chair, and uh, you're who's you the ba- beautiful woman. You're
0: you're back in the studio, ensconced in your luxurious leather. Uh,
1: what are, what are they? Oh, that's called a chair. Yes. Chair. Oh, I hear you talk about my leather pants. Oh, you have those on? I haven't worn those in a while. He seemed to chafe and chap with those things on. Uh-huh. I want to say happy belated birthday, greetings to Dave Olson, our sound man extraordinaire. He turned 21, I think. Uh, last. Again? Again. The best in the business. Dave keeps us on the straight and narrow. Right. If, if it
0: wasn't for him, people out there wouldn't be hearing us. So I don't know if he's to be. Praised or blamed? I, it depends upon uh, your perspective out there in the wonderful world of
1: the Internet. And you know what next week is? The week after this week. It's my 40th birthday on May 28th. Ooh. So, that, that could be dangerous. So next week's show, are we going to have a bunch of beautiful women on here for my 40th this, this, birthday present? This will be like the Hangover 3. <laughs> hangover 3. So we'll get what? Try to get a Sports Illustrated swimsuit model, maybe a okay. Miss Some the, State. The, a Victoria's Secret model.
0: We'll, we'll we'll see what we can come up with, what we have in our little bag of tricks.
1: Maybe Dave's belated birthday present too. Dave, all women next week or should we have some athletes? He wants all women. All women. Hmm. That'll be the challenge. <laughs> or should we bring some ninety year old Hall of Famer on? A
0: female ninety uh, year old Hall I don't know that there are those out there. I
1: don't know. Babe Zaharis or something. I, I think she's, <laughs> she's gone She's she's gone to that great golf course in the sky. Or maybe we'll get on uh Arnold Schwarzenegger's mistress. Did you see those pictures of her? I, it was very strange. You you see her picture, and then in some of them,
0: uh, the face is pixelated, or whatever the word is, so you can't see it. It, you know. But go, go, go figure. I don't know. I, I don't know what to say. I'm sure Maria Shriver knew what to say exactly to him.
1: But in some pictures, they show the kid again, the kid's face is distorted, and then now they're showing it, I think, on TMZ, the actual kid's. Picture, which I'm surprised about. Does he look like a mini Terminator? Mini Terminator, but no, the he is the same age as Arnold and Maria's youngest, and they're saying that they were both pregnant at the same time. That he and the mistress were in Maria's bed together.
0: So is Maria's bed not Arnold's bed? I mean, how many beds they got in the Schwarzenegger mansion there in California? My
1: wife saw the pictures today, and she goes, "Can you believe this?" I. Th- I'm, I thought it should be nice looking. Someone that's not always looks you're me, looks don't matter. Maybe she has a good personality. My wife just shrugged her shoulders.
0: <laughs> personality, uh, availability.
1: I mean, you see the people who were at the Arnold back in April, oh. the girls that were there.
0: Yeah. Well, some of them looked like Arnold, but <laughs> a, a lot of them are just phenomenal uh, bodies. I mean, beautiful women. I don't want to minimize and say just phenomenal bodies. Women
1: in tip-top physical condition. This one would be sleeping the fours at the Miss Ohio, I think, or the Arnold. Oh, be nice. Be nice. I think he's got some
0: problems there, though. Well, he's out of the, the problems he had w- basically was being governor of California. That, I think that was the major problem, if you ask most people in California, because you look at the budget deficits that state has, and it's in the billions. And so, if he wants to go back to Hollywood, be in the movies, That sort of behavior isn't that big a deal, I don't think, in the world of Hollywood, as long as you can bring people through the uh, turnstile into the, you know, sell tickets at the box office, have people buy their popcorn and soda and whatever other new novelty concessions they have at Movies Today. If if you get people to come to the movies, buy the DVD, all that stuff, Hollywood long has had the reputation of not being particularly concerned about morality, as most people would describe think of morality so is this woman going to be in quick hits next week i don't think so unless we can find some uh, photos of her as a uh, a shot putter or a discus thrower or whatever she might have been in the, a previous uh,
1: life i don't know and how about a person that um, we're trying to get on that lindsey davis the miss ohio who was tied in with omar asik I talked to her mother, and she is not happy with them linking her with Omar. She says it's who, been very who,
0: stressful. Who's not happy? The mom or Lindsay? Lindsay's uh.
1: not happy. I mean, I'm thinking. Well, she, so- she, didn't she tweet and put on Facebook, "I am not dating Omar Asik"? You think she would keep her mouth shut? It's good publicity here. But you, now she's shooting CSI in New York. The next couple of days, she's going to be part of that new Playboy series out of Chicago. Right. What's it called? The Playboy Club. Right. Set in the
0: 60s. Looks, looks good. For those of us who can remember the 60s, it, that'll be a nice trip back in time. And for those who did not experience the 60s, it'll be a, sort of an interesting history lesson.
1: And if she comes out, we say we will not talk about Omar at all. You've got enough going on. You were Miss Ohio. You're in CSI. You're in this new Playboy thing. We've got a lot to talk about. Who sure. cares about the Turkish guy?
0: And she may have a sports background. She may have been an athlete at some point or waved a pom-pom or cheered on somebody or who knows. So you
1: played miniature golf, I don't know. So you were at the Bulls game last night. I think the NBA is kind of rigging these series. Uh, They called nothing on the heat in that fourth quarter. Well, I I don't think the NBA was
0: taking the field goal attempts that the Bulls were when the Bulls made 34% of them. So if the Bulls had played anywhere close to the way they played in game one, they would have a 2-0 lead heading to Miami. But
1: the Bulls were not particularly
0: good and yet they were still in that game late into the game.
1: I mean, you take your point guard. He has no field goals, Derek Rose, in the fourth quarter. You missed, what, 10 free throws, and you had Boozer out there, couldn't do anything. You got Korver out there for nine minutes in the fourth quarter, can't shoot, missing every shot, and he can't guard anybody. Right. How do you expect to win?
0: Well, when you're Kyle Korver and you're, you're the designated three-point guy and you go like one for five from three-point range and I think one for seven overall, it's a long night because as you say, he he he's not out there for his defensive abilities. Everybody knows that, including the coach. So if he's off and nobody else is hitting, Deng wasn't hitting particularly well, Rose was having a subpar night from the field. No, nobody was good. You know, I don't I don't know that Boozer is in the physical condition that allows him to be the Carlos Boozer that some of us may have remembered from a couple of seasons ago when he was awfully good.
1: Uh, but he's been, never been known for his defense. He's no, basically an no. offensive guy who just right. happens to get rebounds. Right. And, uh. I mean, you get the Turk in there, put Omar in there, put Taj Gibson. Gibson at least can hit the jumper, is aggressive, is athletic. But you have to have Gibson coming off the bench. Everybody wants to say, oh, put Gibson in the starting lineup.
0: Well, if you do that, then you don't have Gibson coming off the bench with the second unit. And that second unit, time and again this season, regular and post has helped the Bulls. CJ Watson comes in, does a decent job, didn't have any field goals last night, but still he has that ability. You know, I don't know what people expect. They, they figured every game was going to be like game one where you just, you know, kick the snot out of, of the Miami Heat. You know, LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosch and company are too good for the Bulls to just roll over them in four games which I think some people were sort of anticipating after that game one victory
1: oh that's the worst thing that could happen because then the NBA look they're losing the ticket revenue oh, the, the N- advertising B- revenue everything
0: yeah it, the, the NBA probably would just as like uh, to see it go, go seven, six, seven games the more the merrier
1: I mean you got the Lakers out in the other side you got the Spurs out well let's get to our next guest a person you're familiar with Elliot Amy Hayes the
0: f- female ring announcer who was in Chicago for the Rosemont Rumble and a delightful young woman. How are you, Amy?
2: I'm doing good. I just got home, or, well, actually just got back to Detroit. So, um, calling from my cell phone. I'm hoping that it hangs in there with us. Well,
0: so far, so good. How were the fights last night?
2: I, the crowd was really good, and I thought the, um, the Stevenson Convention Center was really nice. I was uh, pleasantly surprised with that. And it's great to see Bobby Hitz um, back doing boxing um, for a long time. Of course, you know, he was one of the lead promoters in Chicago and, you know, a former fighter himself. So it's pretty exciting.
0: And your connection to Bobby Hitz goes back uh, a few years to the Palace of Auburn Hills uh, in suburban Detroit?
2: That's correct, yes. I met him one night when I was working for a promoter, mostly doing assistant work, and I wanted to be a ring announcer. They weren't really paying much attention to that, so, um, you know, I would hang around the fights, of course, and talk to other promoters, and that's when um, eventually it worked out where someone like Bobby Hitz gave me that first opportunity, and that's really what you need is that one opportunity, and then at least you can say you've done it.
1: Amy, David Spada here. What's it like to be a fight announcer?
2: Well, you know, you have—it's it, a chaotic world. It's always organized chaos. Like for example, last night, no one knows what's going on behind the scenes with paperwork, um, you know, computers, people trying to get copies of things, and you know, as usual, there were you know a variety of things happening. All of the bouts happened. All of them went well. Um, some of us, though, behind the scenes, were scrambling, which you guys can't see. there's always a lot more to it than people realize is even the commission, you know, all the responsibility they have and then all the changes that take place during the fight. And even the bout sheets, um, you know, something happened with the printer and we didn't have any. And then right as I was ready to go on, they were like, Oh my gosh, everything's different. So, you know, for a while, most of the time I was winging it and, um, you just have to sometimes just keep smiling and keep on going. Even when things, you know, are, Uh, They feel a little bit funny.
0: Now, you are the preeminent female ring announcer. Probably not too many other women get into that line of work. Why is that?
2: Well, I think um, some women just don't really, uh, I guess they're not drawn to it. Um, There was a uh, woman last night that I met that um, was on the commission. She was the timekeeper, and she does um, amateur bouts sometimes. So I thought that was really nice um, to meet her. Um, of course, that's not; she's not getting you know past the level yet of amateur bouts, which is which I can understand. Um, but it takes a lucky break, and it's who you know and getting with the right people, putting yourself in the path of opportunity. And I had mentioned before, I think, when we talked that um, after Bobby, the the main person who really had the connections that could get me on television and get me in front of good promoters that were, you know, on the main stage was Dean Chance, the 1964 Cy Young Award winner, and he also has a, um, a sanctioning body called the International Boxing Association, so that was really, you know, there was number one Bobby, then came Dean Chance, and then over time doors started opening, you know, he put me in front of top rank main event.
1: That wasn't um, Tinker's diverse was to Chance, was it? No, that's a different Chance.
2: What?
1: Now, David.
0: David's making an an old time Chicago Cubs joke about Tinker's oh, to Everett yeah. a chance. I'm saying this is a different chance. So you no, got- this
2: was this was Dean Chance. He played for when the Angels were the California Angels in right. Los Angeles, and when only one um, Cy Young Award was given um, a season, it wasn't given. You know how they give right. one to each league now.
1: You look like um, one, one of like- Charlie's angels though. Looking at your pictures.
2: Yeah, that's right. I like that. I like that. <laughs> I'm a big fan of the the original show. So yes, okay. I'll take that.
0: Now your work is taking you all around the globe, right?
2: It has. Um, I've been fortunate this last couple years to go to Europe several times and to Mexico to work with the WBC and um, the infamous Don King, of course, still around, and uh, the Philippines. So. Even though I'm not on a weekly series like I was from 2000 to like 2004 and a half, um, I was on Sunday Night Fights on Fox Net as the exclusive ring announcer, and then we'd also do fights on the other TV shows. That was with Dan Goosen, and I had an exclusive contract with him. It's You know, I've been traveling and working. It's just that, you know, the economy has dropped so hard. And the United States is really struggling in so many areas, and boxing is one of them. So out of the country, um, oftentimes that's where the money is, and that's where, you know, boxing is still, you know, they can fill up the Araneta Coliseum, for example, in Manila.
1: Who picks your outfits out that you wear as a ring announcer? Some of these things are absolutely fabulous.
2: Well, I usually pick my own. Um, It depends. When I was on Fox Sports, you know, Dan would say, try this, try that um you know i really want to look attractive and sexy but i still want to be respectable so back then you know i tried a a lot of different things and some of them i wouldn't really want to wear today just because you know after you've done it a little while you do want to, to move into you know you still want to look sexy i guess someone that i would reference in the way that they dress but still look tasteful is the uh the, you know, singing sensation and songwriter Shania Twain. That's that's the kind of look that I would prefer. You know, sexy, but she's never showing too much of one area.
0: Okay. You know,
2: she just hits it right on the nose.
0: Leave a little to the imagination. Yes. Now, what's it like to deal with Don King?
2: I had no problems. Um, There was, you know, a co-promoter in in, uh, Mexico, so... um, uh, uh Gomez was the, uh, the co-promoter. And so we really didn't have... And then and he was also involved in the Romania fight. But the, the thing is, is you know, he's he sort of handles a lot of the um, public relations part because everybody's clamoring for photos with him. So I really didn't have um, a whole lot of interaction as far as discussing how the show would go on his end. You know, I think he sort of... Um, stands off and doesn't worry about that so much as he does. His, he only worries about his own fighters and anything that happens between the two promoters privately.
1: So I hear you host some uh, sports talk show, I think, in Ohio. Is that correct?
2: Yeah. I, well, I've done a couple of different things on radio. I went to Spex Howard School of Broadcast Arts here in the Detroit area, and um, I worked for uh, a Rock Station here in Detroit, 101 WRIF, for a long time. And then I worked for Clerk Channel in Dayton, and um, it was called The Sports Animal. And then I did a show for a while on Sundays in Lexington, which is a much smaller market. And um, that was just uh, the Sunday sports show. And um, we ba- mostly covered a lot of Kentucky Wildcat basketball on that, that program, as you can imagine. So you are after
1: uh, you covered him after Dan Issel uh, was at Kentucky, I'm assuming.
2: Um, you, what about Dan Issel?
1: I said you cover Kentucky basketball after Dan Issel graduated. A long time after Dan Issel graduated. <laughs> a
2: long time after Dan graduated. Be but nice, he David. Still, he's still one of our – I mean, he's still one of our – well, there aren't many players that come out of Kentucky that aren't our favorite.
1: <laughs> he's going to be on our show later today. That's why I mentioned his name.
2: Yeah, and actually one of the guys that I hosted the show with was a part of um, the championship team. Uh, his name's Jay Scheidler, and there was uh, Kyle Macy, you may remember.
0: Sure. Did we just lose you?
2: Still here. Oh, good. You hear me? Yeah, yes. Kyle Macy, Jay Scheidler, and Jack Goose Gibbons. So that was the championship team he was on. So it was, it's fun. You know, in Lexington, most ballplayers, if they stay in town, are stars forever. Yeah.
0: Have you figured out what you want to be when you grow up, if you grow up?
2: Well, I'm 37 years old, so I'm pretty pretty grown up but definitely continue the ring announcing and broadcasting and then uh i i have always been involved in politics and i'd like to go into that eventually and uh i love horses, so i do a lot of work at home at the kentucky equine humane center so
0: so we can um, expect to see senator hayes one of these days
2: you might i've got a a very uh colorful background but i think by now people are used to it i haven't been with any prospects (laughs) <laughs> oh, 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 what do you? Th- we
1: were talking about that earlier. What do you think about this Arnold Schwarzenegger's mistress? I'd expect better of Arnold.
2: Well, you know, I, it, to me, it doesn't. None of it surprises me. Hey, he married a Kennedy, so now he knows how to act like one, right? <laughs> oh, Ooh.
1: what do you think of this woman? I mean, if looks could kill, I, I,
2: you know, I don't know. I mean, the whole idea of, you know, he is one of the biggest stars in the world. Um, it's their marriage. I'm sure she knew about it. Uh, this happened a while ago. I think it's one of those things that uh, that the liberal side will try to use as, you know, oh, look at the, and I don't think really think Arnold is a Republican anyway, a yep. conservative. So it, it really doesn't affect me. I, I'm a registered Democrat, but I feel more conservative today than I ever have. So to me, um, the narrative is going to be, ooh, look at, you know what, the republican arnold did and then well let's look what bill clinton did abuse of power lying to a grand jury of which you or i would be in prison right now so committed perjury. you know it had nothing to do with an affair it had to do with you know having sex in the oval office with an unpaid intern and then we find out when he was in arkansas as the governor you know he pretty much uh, committed sexual assault. I mean, Paula Jones was called up to the uh, suite in the office area, and he dropped his pants. So, I mean, how can you single out Arnold Schwarzenegger when we had our president, who I voted for twice, do what he did? Wasn't there a know? song
1: about that? Pants in the ground, pants in the ground. Look like a fool with your pants on the ground?
2: That's him. He's yeah. a hound dog. Bill Clinton's a hound dog. Yeah,
1: And well, did uh, he, he go after he was, you?
2: I've not, You know, actually, I did meet him once. I went to the... Uh, one of the Democratic rallies in Detroit when I still lived here, and I, I did shake his hand, but I had no other that's all your contact. Shook? <laughs> that's all I shook. Oh, okay.
0: Well, Arnold put an extra baby in hasta la vista, baby.
2: Yeah, he definitely did. But you know, these people in the that, are, that get power and fame, you know, look at it. I mean, look at the Kennedys. Look at, I mean, there are some Republicans too that have, um, real Republicans that have fallen short, and I don't think any of it's great or good. Um, but I certainly don't think it's exclusive to one party or the other.
0: Excellent. Well, th- yeah. thank you for your political discourse.
1: Thank you for, for, <laughs> your, for your...
2: Anytime. Bar- <laughs> Whenever we get someone Anytime. from Kentucky on, we end
1: up getting into politics. We had Jim Boning, politics. We had Frank. Jack Twyman, Frank, uh, Frank Ramsey,
2: politics. Yeah. That's right. It
0: must be something cling, in the water. I
2: cling, I cling to my guns and my religion.
0: Okay. <laughs> the South will rise again. <laughs> All righty. well thank you Amy it was delightful
2: well thank you so much and on behalf of Hits Boxing thank you to everyone who came and um, come to Facebook if you'd like to be my friend on Ring at facebook.com or um, visit my website at com and um, keep you posted on what's going on and thank you for the interview and the article too
1: alrighty thank you very much you're listening uh, to Sports and Torts I'm David Spada with Elliot Harris When we come back, we'll get back to talking some sports with Basketball Hall of Famer Artis Gilmore.